الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واذا سالك عبادي عني فاني قريب اجيب دعوه الداعي اذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون وقال تعالى وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحجاج والعمار وفد الله ان دعوه اجابهم وان استغفروه غفر لهم صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ما قال ربنا وخالقنا ورازقنا من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد مفتی تقی عثمانی صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علیہ کی مناجات ہے الہی تیری چوکھٹ پر بھکاری بن کے آیا ہوں سراپا فقر ہوں عز و ندامت ساتھ لایا ہوں بھکاری وہ کہ جس کے پاس جھولی ہے نہ پیالا ہے بھکاری وہ جسے نہ مانگنے کا سلیقہ ہے بس خلاصہ یہ کہ جل بھن کر اپنی روح سیاہی سے آگے حضرت شہر مجھے بھول رہا ہوں میں لیکن جنید جمشید نے بڑے اچھی طرح سے اس کو پڑھا ہے حضرت مفتی تقی عثمانی صاحب از ویژولائزنگ ہز اسٹینڈنگ انڈر دا غلاف آف کعبہ نیئر دا ڈور آف کعبہ آن ملتظم and he is crying pleading to allah subhanahu wa taala like our beloved nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was crying and pleading at multazam the area between hajari aswad and the door of kaaba is called al multazam and multazam means a place where you we you cling on to you stick attach yourself to iltizam means to cling on to attach so nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam stood there he he touched his the, the door wall of kaaba with his chest and his cheeks and he was making dua and praying while he is there standing in his duas and he was crying when he moved back he saw sayyiduna umar ibn al khattab radiyallahu anhu also crying and he said umar you've done the right thing ha huna tuskabul abarat This is the place where tears are shed. We should try and shed a few tears at Multazam. He said in one place, Al-Multazam mawdi'un yustajabu fihi dua. 
Multazam is a place where du'as are accepted. You know, it is with sadness to say that we don't even get the tawfiq to go to Multazam and make du'a over there. Whereas du'as are accepted over there. Our Prophet ﷺ said, يُسْتَجَابُ فِيهِ الدُّعَا مَا دَعَ اللَّهَ فِيهِ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا أَجَابَهُ Whoever made du'a there, Allah responded to him. So we should try and go to Multazam. Many mashayikh have experienced their du'as being accepted there. Hazrat Mawlana Khalil Ahmad Saharan Puri Rahmatullahi Ali, one of our great mashayikh who taught Hadith Sharif for over 50 years and who is the author of Bazlul Majhud Fi Halli Abi Dawood. He migrated here at, towards the end of his life and he spent nearly one and a half, two years in Medina Sharif. He died in Medina Munawwara. He was buried in Baqiul Gharqad behind the graves of Ahl Bayt al-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He writes where this hadith comes that many ulama experience their acceptance of their dua I have also experienced the acceptance of my dua. He said, this was talking about 1915-1920 AD, around about the 1925 AD. He says, at that time, there was a lot of chaos uh, around this area, and people were struggling to travel from Makkah to Medina. There were many bandits and robbers along the way, who would rob the caravans. So he said, I made dua at Multazam, O oh Allah, please bring peace and stability so that the Hujjaj can travel freely and easily without any fear. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted my dua and all the risk and the fears were eliminated and Hujjaj were able to travel freely. Second dua I made over there was that, O oh Allah, my commentary on Abu Dawood, Bazlul Majhood, is not progressing. And uh, I want to complete it before I die. I don't want it to be, uh, remain uncomplete, unfinished. Allah accepted my dua, and the world moved on so swiftly, that within a short span of time, I was able to complete the sharah of Abu Dawood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assisted me with it. And the third dua I made there for my forgiveness and I hope that Allah will accept and forgive me as well. So, Mashaykh have experienced acceptance of dua over there. Prophet ﷺ himself said it. So we should try and make as many duas as we can. If we can go to Multazam, Alhamdulillah, go to Multazam and make dua over there for your needs, for your family members, for your parents, your children, your uncles, aunties, nephews, nieces, your friends, your neighbors, your imams, your locality, your neighborhood, your hujjaj who are with you. And for the whole Muslim world, we should make dua for all of them. So, we are here to do something and we should try and make as many duas as we can. May Allah give us tawfiq to do so. Hassan Basri rahmatullahi alayhi says that around the Haram Sharif there are 15 places where duas are accepted. Hajari Aswad, when you are doing Istilam of Hajari Aswad, at that moment, before and after, duas are accepted. 
ملتزم دعاز ار اکسپٹڈ دے اندر دا دور آف کعبہ اندر دا غلاف آف کعبہ دعاز ار اکسپٹڈ اگر یو گو انسائیڈ حتیم دار سیمی سرکل ویز کعبہ شریف وی دے تری گرین لائٹس آر اگر یو گیت دا توفیق تو گو انسائیڈ اور اس نوٹ مکروح تائم آفٹر فجر آفٹر اثر اور یو پری تو رکارٹس ان دے اور دن میک دعا اللہ ویل اکسپٹ یو دعا پرائنگ انسائیڈ حتیم اس لائک پرائنگ انسائیڈ کعبہ شریف بکوز ایٹ ایس پارٹ آف کعبہ قریش شورٹن دا کعبہ فور سم ریزن وین دے ری بلٹ ایٹ سو ادر وائز کعبہ واز اپ ٹو دی ایریا وی دا حتیم اینڈ سی دے شورٹن دی سو نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہیڈ انٹینڈڈ ٹو میک ایٹ ان ایس اوریجنل فارم and bring the door down and make another door on the other side one door on the eastern side and the other on the western side so people can go inside freely and exit freely from the other side however he thought that many people around us are yet reverts, new muslims they will feel that what is muhammad doing with the house of allah in this manner so prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam left it as it was for the greater cause and greater you know maslihat this is why many times we want to do something good but we have to look at the greater maslihat that this is something small but it could cause something more bigger so we have to look at the bigger picture so prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam left it as it was and he said once he went into kaaba and he came out later on aisha radiyallahu anha said ya rasulullah i also want to go inside the kaaba and pray in there and make dua so prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam loved aisha radiyallahu anha he would fulfill all her requests whatever she would say prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would go along with her and he would make her happy however at this instance he took her hands and took her inside hatim and said oh aisha pray in here because praying in hatim is exactly same as praying inside kaaba so we should try and go in hatim as well Also under Mizabi Rahmat. This is why you will notice when it rains and the, the, the spout from which the water and the surface of the roof of Kaaba falls down, people rush for that and try and take a few drops on them because it is Barkati water and it is falling from the Kaaba. And upon Kaaba, Allah's Rahmat and mercy descends. So that water is full of that rahmat and mercy. This is why people love Kaaba Sharif and they try and get few drops of that water if they can. So underneath there, du'as are accepted there as well. And then throughout the mataf, wherever you are sitting inside the mataf, where people do tawaf, du'as are accepted. During tawaf, while you are doing tawaf, going round and round, at that time also during those seven rounds, du'as are accepted. Also, if you do Umrah and you go on Safa, du'as are accepted on Safa. On Marwa, accepted. Between Milayne and Zarayn, the two green lights, du'as are accepted. So there are many places in the vicinity of Kaaba Sharif where du'as are accepted. However, first we have to go there and make du'a. If we don't make du'a, how are, how are our du'as going to be accepted? So, We need to understand today the importance of dua. Importance of dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has encouraged us to make dua and supplicate in many places in the Quran Sharif. Many places you will hear verses of dua. Ud'uni astajib lakum. Allah is inviting us. Call me. 
I will respond to your call. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانَ I am close. I respond to the call of the caller when he calls upon me. So, we have to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, in the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَنْ لَمْ يَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ يَغْضَبْ عَلَيْهِ Whoever does not ask Allah, Allah gets angry on him. So if you don't ask, you are in need of something, and you don't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gets angry on you. That my, my banda, my bandi needs this thing, why is he or she not asking me? Why is she not coming to me? This is the problem with the society today. Many people go elsewhere. For Tawis, Damsham, here, there, and all these, uh, you know, uh, things. Why don't they come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salatu was salam was told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Musa, ask me for all your needs, even if your shoelace broke, ask me for your shoelace as well. Even if you needed some salt, ask me for your salt as well. Whatever you need, you ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah is ajeeb, you know Allah loves it when we ask for Him. He is totally different from people. People are such that if we ask them, they will get angry. They might give once, twice, thrice, but if we ask four, five times, they will say, Yaar, kya manga Abhi to diya I've just given you, why you keep begging to me? So people will get angry if we ask repeatedly, but Allah gets happy when we ask Him repeatedly. So we have to ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as many times as we can. So this is importance of dua. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ud'u Allah wa antum muqinoon bil ijaba. Wa'lamu anna Allah la yastajibu du'a min qalbin ghafilin lahin. Supplicate to Allah while you have firm conviction that Allah will accept your du'a. With conviction, with yaqeen that my du'a is going to be accepted. And know that Allah does not respond to the call of someone who is negligent and who is busy in his daydreaming and his thoughts. So if a person is just repeating in a parrot fashion, Rabbana, 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 his mind is not there, Allah will not. If you are not, if you are not paying attention to Allah, if your heart is not attached to Allah, why should Allah pay attention to you? So you have to attach your heart, connect your heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you, you have to get rid of that ghaflat. You have to get rid of that lahu. Today we have too much lahu and too much ghaflat. Too much distraction. Mobile phones are distractions. People sitting in haram sharif. Rather than making dua, they are taking selfies. And busy in photos here and there. They should be making dua over there. But there, people talking among themselves. Unnecessary conversations. Whereas in hadith it comes, Al-Hadithu fil masjid yaakulul hasanat kama ta'kulul narul hatab. Unnecessary conversations in the masjid. Uh, wipe out and eat up the hasanat just as fire burns uh, wood. So just as fire is finished, fire finishes the wood. So your maqbool hasanat and nakis are wiped out if you talk unnecessarily, dunyawi talk inside masjid. So what about this masjid-e-haram? Masjid-e-haram is the best masjid in the world. And the most sawab is increased in this masjid. 
And people are so negligent of Allah that they, they forget Allah even in Masjid Haram, even in Matar. They don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over there either. So Prophet sallallahu said, know that Allah does not respond to the call of someone who is ghafil and who is lahi, who is negligent and whose mind is wandering around and it's not attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, we should try and make as many du'as as we can. Especially as we are hajis. And there is one hadith which says, Al-Hujjaju wal-Ummaru wafdullah. إِنْ دَعَوْهُ أَجَابَهُمْ وَإِنْ إِسْتَغْفَرُوهُ غَفَرَ لَهُمْ The hujjaj and the ummar, hajis and those performing umrah, are delegation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are 2.7 billion Muslims around the world. And from them, Allah has chosen these 2, 2.5 million to come over here. So we are delegates of the 2.7 billion Muslims from around the world. So since we are a delegation to the house of Allah, we have come here on behalf of the Muslim community of the whole world. And when a delegation goes to some king or president with some uh, petition, then the king has to respond to that delegation. So we have come here to put our petition before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh Allah, we are a delegation, we pray and we beg you for the whole Muslim world. And the Muslim world is in need of our du'as at the moment. We see all the trials and turbulations and fitnas and problems around the world. In the Arab and in the non-Arab world. We have our individual problems. We have the collective problems. Problems within homes, families. Problems within the ummah uh, 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 as a whole. So we have to make du'a for everyone, for ourselves and for everyone. Since we are wafdullah, then Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "In da'awhu ajabahum, wa in istaghfaruhu khafaralhum." If they ask Allah, Allah will, Allah subhanahu wa taala will respond and accept their du'as. And if they seek forgiveness, Allah will forgive them. So we have to seek forgiveness for the whole ummah, not just for ourselves. Oh Allah, have mercy on the whole ummah and forgive the whole ummah. Allah is Allah. Allah is generous. Allah is kind. He is Rahim, He is Ghafoorul Rahim, He is Kareem. So His mercy and His forgiveness is vast. He can forgive major sins. Whoever He wants, He can guide. We have to ask Him for that. Once our beloved Prophet ﷺ was sitting in the masjid, a Bedouin came and he asked some question to the Prophet ﷺ. Mada sa'ah, when is Qiyamah going to come, Ya Rasulullah? And Prophet ﷺ asked him, Ma'adat talaha? You want to know about the timing of Qiyamah? Are you ready for it? What have you prepared for Qiyamah? And the person became sheepish. And then he said, مَا أَعْدَدْتُ لَهَا مِنْ كَثِيرِ صَلَاةٍ وَصِيَامٍ وَلَكِنِّي أُحِبُّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولِهِ I don't have too many namaz, rozas, salat and siyam for the day of Qiyamah. However, I have one thing, and that is that I love Allah and His Rasul. So Prophet ﷺ said, فَأَنْتَ مَعَمَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ Then why are you worried? On the day of Qiyamah, you will be with those whom you love. You love Allah, you love His Rasul, you will be with Allah and His Rasul on the day of Qiyamah, under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa taking Hawze Kawsar's water from his blessed hands, then why are you worried? The person was really happy. And uh, Sahabas were really happy with this question and answer as well. 
Now the person stood up and then he said, Allahumma rahamni wa muhammada wa la tarhamma ahada. Oh Allah have mercy upon me and Muhammad and don't have mercy on anyone else. So Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَقَدْ حَجَّرْتَ يَا هَذَا وَاسِعًا Oh man, Allah is wasi'i. Allah's rahmat is encompassing. And you have restricted it just upon yourself and me. Why didn't you make dua for the whole world? Allah could have forgiven the whole world. So today our minds have also become like the mind of that Bedouin. We ask for forgiveness for ourselves. Maybe for our family, our son, daughter, family. But we don't go any broader than that. Allah's mercy is broad. We should ask for the whole ummah. My Hazrat Mawlana Yusuf Mudala Sahib once mentioned that it is written in Hisri Haseem that if a person says this dua 27 times and then supplicates, his supplication will be accepted. Very small words, 27 times. But Allahumma ghfir lil mu'minina wal mu'minat 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 27 times these words because you are worried you are you have your concern for the whole ummah you are praying for all mu'minin and all mu'minat Allah like, Allah loves you Allah likes you that you are worried for the whole ummah so now Allah will respond to your call and accept your du'as. So in Hisni Hasid it's written, if someone says this 27 times and then makes du'a, inshallah Allah will accept his du'a. So du'as are accepted over here. We should go to Haram Sharif and make as many du'as as we can. We still have about 4-5 days left before we go for Hajj. So during these days, go to Haram Sharif, Perform as many tawaf as you can. Pray as many namaz in Haram Sharif as you can. Someone asked me yesterday, Mulana Sahib, you know this one namaz equal to 100,000 namaz, sawab. Is it for men only or for women as well? <laughs> I said, Inshallah for women as well. Men only. Nope. You are doing the same thing with the Bedouin did. He restricted Allah's mercy to himself and his Muhammad, Abu Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Ahmad Bai is saying for men only. No, I have hope that inshallah for women as well. Why? Because Haram Sharif, Makkah and Medina are mustasna. They are exempt from the rest of the masajid around the world. From the masajid of Toronto and this masjid, there is huge difference. You go over here for your tawaf. Ladies also go for tawaf. In Medina, go for salatu salam. So there is exception, some exceptional ahkam for Makkah and Medina. So inshallah we have hope that as men get that sawab, women will also get it. Women will also get it. Why? Because the, why, why, why is the sawab and reward increased? I think I explained the other day that sawab is increased for many reasons. Number one reason, the barakat of maqam, the place, Ka'batullah Sharif over here, Rosay Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam over there, maqam, haram sharif, mataf. Number two, the barakat of zaman, time. We are in Zulhijjah and these ten days are extremely blessed and barakati days. We should try and pray tahajjud. 
One hadith says praying tahajjud in the first 10 days of Zilijjah is like praying tahajjud on Laylatul Qadr. So why do we miss tahajjud? We should go to masjid early 3 o'clock, half 2, pray tahajjud, do tawaf. A tawaf is better, so first do tawaf and then pray some tahajjud over there in Haram Sharif. So the barakat of zaman, time, and then the barakat of the congregation. Because you will never get this much congregation anywhere else in the world. You have, um, oh, at the moment you have a million people maybe around Aram, one and a half million, and when the Medina Hujjaj come and the rest come, two, two and a half million hajis around Haram Sharif. So where will you get this t- amount of congregation? And in that congregation, there will be hundreds of thousands, if not then at least a thousand, thousands of awliyaullah, mashayikh, ahlullah, qutub, abdal, ghoth, those who are very close to Allah who have sacrificed their lives for the sake of Allah. And when they are in that congregation, and Allah accepts their salat, then Allah is not such to pick and choose. If Allah accepts, Allah will accept everybody's salat. So the reward is increased because of the barakat of the congregation. So when women are also there, the maqam, the zaman, the congregation, inshallah, their salat will also be increased by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, Two things should be kept in mind. Ladies should not go alone. They should go with someone. Either with a mahram or with a few ladies going together. Going together, coming back together in a group. That's better. And number two, should, they should not uh, push and shove in areas of salat. Pray in the designated areas which are for women. And go early and come back after a little bit of time and avoid the rush. So this will be better for the ladies, and inshallah, they have sincerity, honesty, Allah will reward them as well, for their efforts, inshallah. So, we have a few days left, we should try and go to Haram Sharif, as much as possible, and during these days, make as many duas as we can, inshallah, Allah will accept, throughout the day, we don't know which dua is going to get acceptance from Allah. So after every namaz, whenever we get time, Keep making du'as, inshallah, Allah will keep accepting inshallah. Similarly, after these five days, we will be inshallah moving on to Mina, and then Arafat, and then Muzdalifa. Now we have to remember, the barakat over there increases all the more. Mina is full of nuraniyat. When all the hujjaj are there, and they are reading the Qur'an, they are doing their zikr, and they are busy in their ibadat, Allah's rahmah is showering upon the people in Mina. Uh, so we should try and do some extra, make some extra effort in Mina as well. You know, reading Qur'an, also reading Salatul Tasbih. During the day, during the night, as many times as we can, when we get to Mina, read Salatul Tasbih. At night again, Tahajjud time, get up for Tahajjud and read Salatul Tasbih. And then make Dua. There is great virtue for Salatul Tasbih. And then, when we get to Arafat, Maidani Arafat, Allahu Akbar. Maidani Arafat is filled with the tajalliyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tajallis, manifestation. Allah's Rahmah is showering like a heavy rainfall onto the hearts of the congregation. And Allah is forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. He's showing His extreme kindness and forgiveness to the congregation. 
in Maidan Arafat. However, when Allah is there for the taking, we have to go there to, to, to do something and receive that. Sadly, many people go in Arafat and, uh, you know, they chit-chat and talk, conversation. And in this day and age on mobile and on WhatsApp and this and that and uh, wasting time. I remember some time ago, you know, we were there and we just went out to look for some milk if we can find some to drink. And I see two people from our, you know, British camp. They are talking about the football game between Manchester United and Liverpool. <laughs> I said, Ya Allah, in Maidan Arafat, and their mind is still over there at home in the football soccer game. You are there for only six hours, from Zawal until Maghrib, only six hours. Why do you waste those six hours? You should try and utilize every minute of that time. Spend it in something good. You know, if you can't do good, then don't chit-chat, just lie down, go to sleep. You might be tired, you might be feeling dizzy, do, dozing off, doze off, go to sleep. But don't talk. This is the main problem. And Canadians talk too much. Because your phone is free. So in Canada, our phone, we have to pay for it. In Canada, ladies talk on the phone, kya pakaya, kya pakari hai, kya recipe hai. And they wear it and then talk, chit chat, chit chat, chit chat, too much chit chat. So talking is no good. Too much talking is no good. Kasratul Kalam, one hadith says, too much talking kills the heart. And it, may, it hardens the heart. Kasratul Kalam, bighayri zikrillah, qaswatun lil qalb. Wa inna ab'adan nasi min Allah al-qalbul qasi. Talking too much makes the heart as hard as a rock. And the heart which is furthest from Allah is that heart which is which is very, very hard like a rock. So we need to soften our hearts like sponge. Because you see, when rain falls, right? Then if there is a rock, then rain will fall over the rock and the water will just go away, flow away. The water will not take any share of that rain. Nothing will grow on that uh, rock. Nor will, the, uh, nor will the rock, you know, save the water. It will just flow over it. But... Where there is soft earth, then that soft earth will absorb that rain and produce, will grow fruits, vegetables, will grow on that place. So our heart light should be like that soft land which is fertile, wherein Allah's rahmah comes and in there, good akhlaq, nek a'mal, a'mal hasana grow in there. So we should make our heart soft like sponge, like that fertile land, so good things can grow in there. And avoid making it like the hard, like the rock, where the rahmat comes and it goes over it and we get no share of it. So in Maidani Arafat, we are there for a few hours. You know, we might get there 9, 10 o'clock, inshallah. Have some rest, because main time of wukuf starts after zawal. So before that, have a shower. Get yourself ready and start reading Quran, as much Quran as you can, and tasbihat, busy yourself in wazaif, and after Zohar, have some lunch a little bit, and then, you know, busy yourself again. If you get tired, go to sleep for half an hour, 45 minutes, no problem. After Asr, when there is wukuf and du'as are made, go and join in the du'a, and stand in the heat of the sun if you can. If not, it's too hot at the moment, if you have to stand inside the tent, no problem, stand inside the tent and make du'a in there for long hours, you know, at least half an hour, 45 minutes. Collective du'a, and then individual du'a, because that is the day of du'a. 
The Prophet Wasallam is the Prophet of Allah. But as we mentioned in the hadith narrated by Ibn al-Humam in Fathul Qadir, Abdullah ibn Abbas says, I saw Rasulullah on the day of Arafat. He was standing near Jabal al-Rahmat. He was sitting on his she-kamal near Jabal al-Rahmat. Facing Qibla and Jabal al-Rahmat on his right side. At the bottom of Jabal, he didn't ascend on the Jabal al-Rahmat. He stayed down and his camel was facing Qibla. And he was lowering his head. His hands raised up to his chest. And Ibn Abbas says his condition was like Kalmiskin al-Mutazallil. Like a extremely poor person who is begging someone for something. Please, I'm really needy. Give me this. Please help me. Please, I need your help. He's giving you du'as. If you help me, Allah will do this for you. I will make du'a for you. So, when a person is in dire need, desperate need, and he's begging someone for help, imagine how his condition is, how his heart is soft, and how he's crying and weeping in front of the person. Begging him for something. So Prophet ﷺ was like that begging, poor, destitute person in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he made long du'as. He made lots and lots of du'as for you and me. He kept busy. He made du'a for us. To the extent that one of his du'as was not granted acceptance in Arafat. But he didn't give up. He went to Muzdalifah. And he asked that dua in Muzdalifah as well. And he kept on begging and begging until Allah said, Okay, I have accepted that dua as well. What was that dua? He said that, Oh Allah, forgive that person who was unjust to someone as well. Who had done zulm to someone. Forgive him as well. And Allah Pak said, No, I am not going to interfere in hukukul ibad. If someone has taken someone's property or someone has... Uh, you know, violated the rights and sanctity of a Muslim brother, put him down, belittled him, degraded him, or he has taken the property or hurt or injured someone, then these are hukukul ibad. I will not interfere in them. I will say to them, you both of you, you sort yourself out. Huh? For my hukuk, hukukullah, Allah said, I will forgive and forgive. But hukukul ibad, I will leave it to them. So Prophet said, no, ya Allah, please do something for that as well. Sometimes we make mistakes as well. We don't want to do it, but by mistake we do certain things as well. So forgive at least those who made by mistake who did this. The great zalims and the tyrants, their case is different. But small, small, minor things which we don't want, but they happen. Prophet said, ya Allah, please forgive such people who did something by mistake and they regretted it and they could not make up for it. Do something about them. Allah said in Arafat, no, I will not interfere. No, it's not going to happen. But then in Muzdalifah, he asked again and he said, Ya Allah, but what you can do is you can give the zalim something by which he gets happy and he himself forgives the uh, you, sorry, you can give, I made a mistake there. You can give the mazloom, the oppressed one, something by which he gets happy. Like raising his rank in Jannat. Giving him some extra additional. And asking him to forgive the, the person who was unjust to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, okay, I will do that in some cases as well. So it does not mean we start doing zulm on someone. <laughs> it's exceptional cases. 
uh, if you if there is if you owe someone something, if you just, they can violate the rights of someone, then you have to re- return it to them. These are exceptional cases, and in exceptional cases, they are in the hands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's not a general rule. General rule is what is rule. But these are exceptional. In the Prophet ﷺ said, please, we do, you know, for example, a person is good, a nice person. He doesn't hurt anyone. But he made some mistakes sometime during his life. He regretted it. But he could not, you know, make up for it. So for such people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, you know, give something to the Muslim. And Allah will forgive that person who was unjust to, uh, as well. And this dua was accepted where? In Muzdalifa. So this means we must not waste time in Muzdalifa either. We must make du'as in Arafat. And if we forgot some du'as, or if we forgot someone who told us to make du'a for them, we should make du'a for them in Muzdalifa. Inshallah, they will be accepted here. So all these places are acceptance of du'a. Also, when we come for, uh, from Muzdalifa to Mina, and then first day we go for Jamarat, we will only pelt one shaitan. While we are walking to Jamarat, du'as are accepted at that time as well. So keep busy in Labbaik, Takbir al-Tashriq, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. And keep busy in du'as. Whatever du'a comes in your mind, just think that this du'a is from Allah. And ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah Himself inspires us with the du'as, and then Allah Himself accepts. You know all these du'as in the Qur'an, Rabbana, 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 Rabbana. Who gave us those du'a? Allah Himself. Rabbana la tuakhidna in nasina waqtana rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltu wa lalladheena min qablina rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'fu anna waghfir lana warhamna anta maulana fansurna alal qawmil kafirin. Now, in the hadith of Muslim, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that Allah, Allah taught us this du'a and upon every du'a Allah said, na'am qad fa'altu. We say, Rabbana la tuakhidna in nasina, Allah said, qad fa'altu. Wa'afu anna, qad fa'altu. Wa'afir lana, qad fa'altu. Wa'arhamna, qad fa'altu. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us the dua, and then He Himself is accepting the dua. This is like when some people need something from someone who has authority. Some planning permission from the minister or whoever, Prime Minister, MP, whoever, and he says to them, look, you write a request, as I am telling you, use these words, sir, please, can you do this for us, and this, and this, and you bring it to me, and I will stamp it and approve it. Right? So, he himself is telling you that this is how you write the letter, don't write anything else, write this, and then bring it to me, and I will approve it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us these du'as from the heavens and He is saying, come to me in this manner and I will, uh, you know, stamp it and register it for you. So these du'as are registered from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should always try and memorize the du'as which are in the Qur'an because Qur'an is comprehensive. And Qur'an has, you know, all the du'as we need. Hadith Sharif is comprehensive. Hadith Sharif has all the du'as we need. So read du'as from there, and then 
if you have your personal needs, you can ask in your own language. Because Allah understands all languages. Allah is the creator of all languages. Allah, Allah hears all the languages. And this is a sign of the Qudrat of Allah. That He has, you know, created a variety of languages. Though Allah understands every language. And Allah accepts the duas in every language. So, during your traveling to Jamarat, make, make duas. On the first day, there is no dua enfelting the shaitan. But on the second day, when we, we have to pelt three shaitans. First, second, third. The small, medium and the large. So on the first and the second shaitan, duas are accepted. So we will pelt the shaitan, go on one side, make duas for a while. Because that is also a place where duas are accepted. And on the second one as well, duas are accepted. Make dua there as well. Huh, on the third one, we have to keep moving after pelting the shaitan. There is no dua after the third uh, rami. And also on the following day as well. So these are, you know, mawazih of acceptance of dua. And we now understand the importance of asking and begging from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Begging Allah for ourselves, our forgiveness, our hidayat, our guidance, our steadfastness upon sirat mustaqim begging Allah for help and assistance in our problems, personal problems, problems at home, job, uh, business, security, safety, and then for our children, their deen, their iman, their istiqamat, if they are becoming hafiz or they are studying in school, college, uni, we make dua for them, Allah make their hips, their ilm easy for them, their school, college easy for them, Allah give them good grades, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, keep them steadfast on sirat al-mustaqeem, Allah uses them for the khidmat of deen, Allah makes them coolness of eyes for us, and you know, make dua for the children. And then for our parents, Rabbi Jalini Mukim Salatu Min Zuriati Rabbana wa Takabal Dua, Rabbana Fili Walivali de Yeval Muminini Yawya Kumul Hisab, Rabbi Hamhuma Kamara Bayani Sahira, Rabbi Hamhuma Kamara Bayani Sahira, Rabbi Hamhuma Kamara Bayani Sahira. We should make this dua after every namaz for our parents. Sufyan ibn Uyayna said, when a person prays five times a day, and then he makes dua for his parents five times a day, then he has done shukr of Allah and the shukr of his parents. Allah said, Anishkur li walivalidaika ilayyal masir. Be grateful to me and be grateful to your parents because you have to come back to me. So Anishkur li walivalidaika, if you want to practice on both of them, you have to pray five times a day to do shukr of Allah. And pray for your parents five times a day to, be, to do shukr of your parents. So we have to remember our parents in our duas. And especially during our running around in Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifah and everywhere, duas are accepted. This is the way in which we will make dua. And also for the whole ummah, for our Muslim brothers and sisters in Syria, in Palestine, in the Arab world, in the non-Arab world, and around the whole world, in Africa, Americas, and, you know, Asia, and wherever, Middle East, wherever things are going, you know, everywhere we have to make dua for the whole Muslim world. That Allah protects the Muslims, Allah takes care of the Muslims, Allah elevates the kalima, la ilaha illallah, throughout the world. Allah protects Muslims in the non-Muslim countries and the Muslim countries. Just yesterday we heard that in Queens, in New York, a lady was stuck to death. Two weeks ago, the imam of one masjid was shot dead in cold blood with his uh, assistant. So, you know, people are going through hard times. We have to make dua for them, for the forgiveness of those who have been killed and for the safety of those who are alive. 
And our brothers and sisters are being killed daily in Syria, in Palestine, and what's going on over there. So we have to move our lips and make dua for them. Oh Allah, please have mercy on them, help them, assist them, take care of them, and provide for them, and grant them safety and security, and help those who are trying to help them. We have to make dua for Masjid Aqsa, that Allah protects Masjid Aqsa from the hands of the Zalimin. Allah, we have to make dua for Haramain Sharifain, that Allah protects Haramain Sharifain, because the Hasidin and the Zalimin are, you know, staring at Haramain Sharifain as well. They are making e- evil plans and plots and schemes to destroy Haramain Sharifain and their sanctity as well. So we have to be, you know, make dua for Haramain Sharifain as well, for Masjid Aqsa, and for the Arab countries, and for the non-Arab countries, and for our own countries as well. In our countries we have peace, stability, we have to make dua that Allah protects that peace and stability. We have to make dua for the guidance of the Muslims and non-Muslims alike. That Allah give hidayah to the non-Muslims as well. And among the non-Muslims, our prime ministers and those who are at the forefront and who are doing good, we have to make dua for them. That Allah keeps them safe and Allah, Allah rewards them for the good work which they are doing. Reward them in this dunya. They, don't, they, they want reward in this dunya. We make dua. Allah give them reward in this dunya. Allah will reward them. We can make this type of dua. We can't make dua of forgiveness. But we can make dua of hidayat and reward for them in this dunya as well. You know once I was going a little bit fast and I overtook a policeman. I didn't know he was undercover car. So he came behind me, flashed his light, stopped me. It was Ramzan. I was rushing to the masjid for Taraweeh because I had to do bayan after Taraweeh. So he stopped me. He said, sir, what did you do over there? I said, you know, I, have, I was turning left, so I just undertook you and turned. He said, yes, but that's not allowed. I said, yes, sir, my mistake, I'm sorry. But please, you know, I'm rushing to the masjid. I'm the imam of masjid. I have to lead the prayers and I have to give a talk. So I was rushing a little. I admit my mistake. Please let me know. I'll pray for you. When I said, I'll pray for you, he smiled. I said, you sure you'll pray for me? I said, yes. Okay, then go. go. And I did make dua for him that Allah give him promotion. Allah reward him for letting me off. He was nice to me, so I have to make dua for him. I promised him, I kept my promise. I don't know whether he got promotion or not, but I did make dua for him. So we can make dua for non-Muslims. For your prime minister, who is very good, he's inviting Syrians, keeping them, giving them refugee, refuge. So you, you have to make dua for him. That Allah takes good work for him and from him protects him, rewards him, because people are after him as well. They don't like him because he's doing so much good work. So we have to make dua for the prime minister, for all those who are within our vicinity. So our dua should be broad, not just for ourselves, but it should be for everyone. For Muslims, for non-Muslims, in the manner which we need to make dua for them. You are here. You are delegation of the 2.7 billion Muslims around the world. You are hujjaj, you are ummar, your du'as are accepted. So don't be stingy in your du'as. Make as many du'as as you can. Allah is there for the taking. Allah will accept, Allah will reward. And inshallah, Allah will give us inshallah. Take care, Ahmed Bhai. Any questions? Bismillah. Yeah, sometimes we have ringtones around Haram Sharif, so we should try our best to, you know, put our phones on silent when we go inside Haram. You know, I once went to Misr. And I saw, you know, very, very nice stickers to put on the doors of the masjid. So I brought a few, 
and distributed them in our masajid. It was in Arabic, but very nice sentence. Here's a mobile phone, a no entry sign cut, and it was written, Iqta' ishtighalaka bin nas, waj'al ishtighalaka billah. You know, make sure you disconnect yourself from the people and connect yourself with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you put your phone on silence or on flight mode because you are going in the house of Allah. You don't want to talk to anyone. How when you, are, when you finish your salah, ibadat, zikr, you're coming out, then you, you know, put it and have a look if there's any messages, anything important, you go through it. Otherwise, while you are in the house of Allah, your phone should be on silence and it should be completely closed and you should be busy in your ibadat and your zikr and your dua. Gee, my friend. Yeah, I mentioned number one is Hajari Aswad. Number two is Multazam, the area between Hajari Aswad and the door of Kaaba. And number three, under the door of Kaaba, when you are holding on to the plinth of the Kaaba, Khilaf Kaaba, and then inside Hatim, under the Mizabi Rahmat, while you are doing Tawaf, and while you are sitting in Mataf. One is the mataf where people do tawaf and the other is the area outside mataf. Okay? So inside mataf because people do tawaf over there and you got a chance to pray namaz over there. So inside that mataf dua is accepted. Also on safa, on marwa, in between safa, you know, milayn akhzalayn. So these are places. And among those 15 are what we mentioned over here as well in, in Mina, in Arafat, in Muzdalifa. Also, when a jamara, jamara, the first Jamara, second Jamara, du'as are accepted over here. So Hassan Basri mentioned these areas where du'as are accepted. Okay? Ha. Ji. The question is, is a sawab necessarily seven rounds or can it be one round? No. One round is just one round. It's not tawaf. Tawaf consists of seven rounds. You know, the other day we were being talked in another group. And one chacha goes, Mulana Sahab, how big was Makkah in the time of the Prophet? So I thought to myself, why is this person asking me this question? I said, I don't know how big it was. You might have to go to the museum and have a look how big it was. There is one museum here in Makkah. But I suppose, you know, Masjid Haram is so big that at that time Makkah Sharif was semi similar. Because Banu Hashim's houses were on the Marwa side. And Banu Taim's, Abu Bakr Siddiq Radiallahu's family's houses were over here in Darut Tawheed and Hilton side. And over there on the other side, Shubaika, they used to bury the girls alive. Some people used to bury girls alive. So that area was there, the graveyard. And then you have Jannatul Ma'la on the other side, Masjidul Jinn on the other side. So this was the size of Kaaba, uh, Makkah Mukarrama. He said, no, but uh, masjid, masjid, how big was Masjid? And then he said, you know, Kaaba Sharif and Masjid were small. So that round of tawaf was very short. And seven rounds of that time was like one round of today. So our one round should be enough for the seven rounds. So I said, Chacha was bringing me from there to here. So he tricked me into the answer. So one round is one round only. Seven rounds make one tawaf. Okay? And you can go close to the Kaaba and do tawaf. Alhamdulillah, we go for tawaf with our group. We do at least four, five tawafs every day. At Hajjud time, before Zohar, sometimes after Zohar, before Asar, 
and then maybe at other time, wherever Allah gives us tawfiq, at least three we do every day. So what we do is, before Zohar, we go early about half eleven, quarter to twelve. It's heat time, there's not too many people. So we just go, go from this, the basement inside, and then go towards Babul Malik Fahad, and then slowly, slowly, slowly move towards Kaaba. And very close to Kaaba, we can do tawaf in twenty minutes. In twenty minutes, you can do the whole tawaf before Zohar Salah. Same with Asr time. Asr time, there is greater crowd than Zohar. In Zohar, there is very less crowd before Zohar. So before Asr, you can do one more, but that's also very calm time. Tahajjud time is a bit tough, but that also you can do in about 35 minutes maximum. 30 minutes, 35 minutes. So where there is a will, there is a way. You, should, you have to, and if you go at night, maybe 1 o'clock, it's all more, more easier. There's less people at one o'clock at night. You can do tawaf. So seven rounds make one tawaf, not one round. Okay? So you should do as many tawafs as you can. May Allah give us tawfiq to do so. How can we attach our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Okay? Attaching the heart with Allah is through zikr, remembrance. You know, we have many things in our hearts. Why? Because we talk about them all the time. You see, a businessman will always talk about money. A sports personality will always talk about sports. A person who is into shares, he will always be talking about shares going on the wherever, you know, shares prices. So when you have something on your mind, you keep talking about those things. And they say, what, whatever is in the heart, it comes out of the tongue. Whatever is in the bartan, it comes out, it spills. So whatever is in the heart comes out. If you have Allah in your heart, then Allah will come out of your lips as well. So you have to bring Allah in your heart by His dhikr, by tasbihat, by la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, at least hundred times in the morning, hundred times in the evening. By third kalma, hundred times in the morning, hundred times in the evening. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. Man ahabba shayyan aksara dhikrahu. So if you love Allah, you will do lots of zikr of Allah. And when you do zikr of Allah, Allah will stay in your heart. And when Allah is in your heart, shaitan will run away, he will be terrified. He won't, he, he won't have the guts to come close to you. So bring Allah in your heart and get rid of shaitan away from you. This is the way of attaching your heart by focusing, concentrating and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How to get rid of ghaflat? When you remember Allah, when you do zikr, the ghaflat will go because zikr and ghaflat are opposite entities like fire and water. So if ghaflat is there, there won't be zikr. But when zikr comes, the ghaflat will go. So bring zikr of Allah in your heart and the ghaflat will automatically fade away. This is why I mentioned the hadith to you, لا تُكْثِرُ الْكَلَامَ بِغَيْرِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Don't talk too much other than zikr of Allah. Remain silent. You know, keep your tongue under control. Busy yourself in zikr. If you talk too much, فَإِنَّ كَسْرَةَ الْكَلَامِ بِغَيْرِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ قَسْوَةٌ لِلْقَلْبِ وَإِنَّ أَبْعَدَ النَّاسِ مِنَ اللَّهِ الْقَلْبُ الْقَاسِ so don't pay, 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 chit chat, yap, 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 too much. Because when you're doing too much, yap, 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 then you forget Allah. You, your ghaflat overcomes you. But when you are silent and you talk only something good, amr bil maruf, nahi anil munkar, zikr, tasbihat, then you know Allah will settle in your heart and the ghaflat will go away. You will remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the responsibility of delegation? Dua. So we have to make dua. We are a delegation. We have to make dua for the whole ummah. The ummah has a haq upon us. They have a right upon us that we make dua for them. So we have to make dua for the whole ummah. How to get the barakat in time to do all the duas and tawaf? Ask Allah for barakat. You know, 
uh, we make dua Allahumma when we do wuzu, when we do wuzu, what dua we make? Allahumma fili zambi wa wasi'li fi dadi wa barikli fi rizqi. We ask for barakat in rizq. So we ask for Allah for barakat in time as well. Allah give me barakat. Allahumma barik lana fi asma'ina wa absarina wa quwwatina. You can say wa awqatina. Give us barakat in our time as well. And you know Ahlullah, they have so much barakat in their time. You know, Mashaykh say people normally work in the length of the time. That normal people work in the length of time. And length, has, uh, sorry, time has length and width. It's two dimensional. So normal people work in the length of the time, but Ahlullah work in the width of the time. So that's why they have so much barakat in their time. They do so much in a short time, which other people can't even think of. You know, they stretch their time like we stretch rubber bands. So they stretch their time and they can do lots of stuff in a short time. Like we see, Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullah mentions in Fazail Hajj that this great Wali of Allah, Kurz ibn Wabra, Rahmatullahi alayhi, used to do 70 tawaf during the day and 70 tawaf during the night. And with every tawaf, he used to pray two rakat tahiyyatul tawaf, which makes it 280 rakats of tahiyyatul tawaf. That is besides the faraz salah, which he used to, you know, perform, and other duties. And Hazrat mentions these 140 tawafs in 24 hours, if we calculate that it comes up to nearly 30 miles. That's how he used to walk. How he managed it? Allah knows best. Allah stretches the time for them. You know, you, doing lots of things in short time, we can take the dalil from Mi'raj. Our Prophet ﷺ went for Mi'raj from Masjid Haram to Masjid Aqsa, and he prayed with the Prophets over there, then he went above the heavens, seven heavens, and then Sidratul Muntaha, and then Allah knows where, and then comes back in a short span of time during the night. How did that happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stretches time for them and makes everything easy and smooth for them. So when we attach ourselves to Allah and ask Him for barakat in our time, Allah does give us barakat in our time. So beg Allah for barakat in time, Allah will give you barakat as well, inshallah. Okay, any question, bhai? Question is twofold. There is a thousand days not two days and three days. What's the difference between that and that? So, 11 and 12 and 11, 12 and 13. Yeah. Wajib is 11 and 12, okay. and 13 is optional, right? Let's say you pray 4 rakat Isha namaz, 3 rakat Vitar Wajib, and then 2 rakat Nafil namaz is optional. So the pelting on the 13th is optional. However, if you stayed in Mina till the Fajr of the 13th, then it will become Wajib on you. Okay? But if you get out before Fajr, then it won't be Wajib on you. Okay? No, they say Maghrib, but after Maghrib it's only makruh to get out of there. It's allowed, but dislike. But after Fajr, it's najais to get out of there until you do something. Okay? Yes? Uh, the Hadith today in 2015 were looking at the Kaaba. What book is it in? Uh, it's in Fazail Hajj of Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi Ali. And. Um, 
I don't remember the exact reference which Hazrat Sheikh has given, but I, I, I know it's in Fadr. I read it there in Virtues of Hajj, Fadr Sheikh Zakriya Rahmatullah. If you want, I'll see it and I'll text Ahmad Bhai. Ahmad Bhai, inko bada dena. Okay. <coughs> نا مسجد عائشہ جانا صرف عمرے کے احرام کے لیے ہے حج کا احرام آپ یہیں سے باندھ سکتے ہیں اگر آپ حج سے پہلے صحیح کرنے والے ہیں تو پھر احرام باندھ کر حرم جا کر نفلی طواف کر کے پھر صحیح واجب کر سکتے ہیں اگر آپ صحیح نہیں کرنے والے ہیں تو صرف آپ یہیں پر غسل وسل کر کے احرام پہن کے دو نفل پڑھ کے ویٹ کرتے رہیں پھر جب بس آئے تو بس میں بیٹھ کے مینا چلے جائیں وہ تو بتائیں گے بھائی جب سیمینار ہوگا تو باقی ڈیٹیل بتائیں گے واٹ از دا بیسٹ ذکر ڈیورنگ طواف بیسٹ ذکر ڈیورنگ طواف از واٹ ایور کمز ان یور ہارٹ ہاؤ ایور ون حدیث سیز یو نو فضیلت آف دا سرد کلما ڈیورنگ طواف سبحان اللہ الحمد للہ اللہ اکبر If you add wala hawla wala quwwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim, it's all more better. One hadith says if a person does tawaf in such a manner that throughout the tawaf, he keeps reading this kalma, Allah will wash away all his sins. So, this also duas. There are certain duas mentioned in the books of duas. Like for example, for first round, second round, third round, fourth round, if you can memorize those duas, and make them is good because they are very nice duas, beautiful words and also main thing is dua in during tawaf right so if you know Rabbana 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 from Quran read all the Rabbanas whatever Rabbana comes in your mind okay also Durush Sharif read some Durush Sharif as much Durush Sharif as you can while you are walking okay read as much Durush Sharif as you can and one dua which I find very Um, beneficial is the dua for the whole ummah Allahumma ghfir li ummati Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma arham ummata Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma tajawaz an ummati Muhammad an ummati Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bas, Allahumma astur, Allahumma jbur, Allahumma hafaz, Allahumma hdi You can add all those words and in, the, in there There will be dua as well and Duru Sharif as well. Both are included in there. Because Allahumma khfir, Allahumma hdi, Allahumma hafaz are all duas. And sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Duru Sharif. So this dua can be, you know, for the whole ummah, comprehensive and also include durood in there as well. I find these repeating these duas beneficial. So read subhanallah, alhamdulillah, walailah, wallahu akbar as well. Read the tawaf duas as well. Read rabbana, rabbana as well. And then... When you finish all these, then keep reading Allahumma khfir li ummati Muhammad Allahumma, Allah, Allahumma uh, irham ummata Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma tajawaz an ummati Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma hdi ummata Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma hfaz ummata Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam You keep repeating this, inshallah it will be very beneficial for you And you will see the benefits inshallah Okay? Yes? Okay, when you are doing tawaf, is it good to look at the Kaaba or not look at the Kaaba? Okay? You know, you shouldn't look at the Kaaba when you are doing tawaf. Because if you turn your total chest towards it, then it affects your tawaf. Okay? If you are pushed by someone and you turn towards it, then it won't affect. 
But if you deliberately, someone gets emotional and there was space and he turned his head towards Kaaba and he went to the Kaaba and he touched the Kaaba and started making dua, stopped over there, then that round will be cancelled. He'll have to repeat that round. So, during Tawaf, it's better to just look straight and uh, keep busy yourself. Look down, like when you are standing in namaz and you look down. So keep looking down, you know, and keep making du'as. And do not look at the Kaaba Sharif. Kaaba is Kaaba. It's Allah's house. And when you are standing in front of the master, you don't keep staring at him. You know, you look down. So similarly, when you're praying namaz in tawaf, you shouldn't keep looking at the Kaaba, although it's allowed. But you should keep looking down because you are standing in front of the master, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not good to look at Kaaba during tawaf. It's good to look down and keep looking straight while you are going round and round the Kaaba. Okay, brother? Yeah, that's after the tawaf. So that's after the completion. After the that should be after the completion. You know, going to Muldazam is after the completion of the tawaf. When you do several rounds, then you go to Muldazam and make dua over there. So if you're, uh, like if you're standing there, uh, then you touch the Kaaba. Uh-huh. During tawaf or after tawaf? During tawaf. Yeah, yeah. Your rounds cancel. No, no, what I mean is, if you go to place where, other than Hajari Aswad, and other than Rukne Yamani, right? Rukne Yamani, you have to wipe hands over it, and Hajari Aswad, you have to kiss. Those two are okay. But what some people do is, you know, after they come from Hatim, if they see space, they just go to the Kaaba and cling them here and there, and they start making dua, and they waste time over there. That should not be done, they should keep walking. Okay? So, other than these two places, you should not stop at anywhere, face Kaaba and start making the... And kissing Kaaba, is it with love? No, no, no. The kissing is because of love. Okay? Well, reality, kissing is at Hajari Aswad only, Sunnah. It's Sunnah to kiss Hajari Aswad. But kissing other places is not Sunnah, but it's not Haram either. Okay? It's allowed because people have love for Allah. So they're not kissing that stone, that, you know, they are portraying their love for Allah by kissing that stone. Okay? Let me say that during Tawaf, can we go inside Hatim? No. Okay. If you go inside Hatim, your round will be cancelled, you'll have to start the round again. Okay. If, if someone did it, they know that before. What happened then? <laughs> He'll have to do the whole tawaf again because there is fasl tawil now. So, but you did not know this before. Now but you still, know that, you should have learned. Seekhe jana diye. Ignorance is not an excuse. Diye. By janaza ki namaz, ladies parna chahein to par sakti hai. Janaza seekh le aur parna chahein par le. Ladies ke zimme janaza nahi hai, lekin agar wo parna chahein, kyunke wo hai hi haram sharif ke andar. وہ پڑھ سکتی ہیں ان کی ذمہ نہیں ہے ان کو قبرستان نہیں جانا ہے منع ہے ان کے لئے قبرستان جانا لیکن یہ قبرستان نہیں ہے یہ تو حرم شریف ہے تو یہاں پر اگر جنازہ کھڑا ہو گیا لیڈی سواب کی نیت سے پڑھنا چاہیں تو وہ جوئن ہو سکتی ہے اور ایک مسکل you know yesterday we were in the other group and one نقابی لیڈی asked the question مولانا صاحب you know we are مسافر so should we pray the sunnah or should we just suffice with the faraz? I said, why? You should pray the sunnah. If you're not going to learn how to pray the sunnah now, then when are you going to learn? This is the time to learn sunnah. 
you are here at the house of Allah, you're not in a rush. You know, leaving sunnah is when a person is in rush at the airport, or at the uh, train station, or bus station, or the services, and they have to continue with their journey, they're going to miss the plane or the train, and they want to just pray the faraz and get on the plane, then that's for them. But even then, you know, our mashayikh would not leave sunnah even at the train station, at the airport as well. Hazrat Madani Ramadullah was traveling at Saharanpur station, it was Fajr time. The train was about to arrive. Hazrat prayed his sunnahs with itminan, and Hazrat prayed, led Fajr namaz. It was Friday morning, Hazrat read Surah Siddha and Surah Dahr in the namaz. The train stopped there for 15 minutes. And the guard did not let the train go until Hazrat and his, you know, uh, sati's boarded the train. So when you think about Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks about you as well. So, you can't let go of sunnats over here. You have to pray sunnats. Some people say in Safar, you, in Safar, there is hadith of Ibn Umar, that he said that if I was to pray sunnat, uh, it's in Bukhari, then uh, I, would, I would complete my salah. You know, I'm shortening my Zohar Asal to two rakats, so why should I pray sunnats? If I was to pray sunnats, then better than that, I would pray four rakats. This is, this is in Bukhari, take a minute. But it's not a hadith. It's the saying of Ibn Umar. It's not the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi It's Ibn Umar's ijtihad. Number one. Number two, there are other Sahaba's ijtihad who would pray sunnats in Fajr, in, in, in Safar. So we will take their call. And number three, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi himself prayed sunnats in Safar. In Bukhari, there is the hadith of Laylatul Ta'reez. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam travels by night, and he was close to Subay Sadiq. So, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa camped at one place and said, by Subay Sadiq is close, we're going to fall asleep, who's going to wake us up? And Bilal radiallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I'll wake you up ya Rasulullah. Okay, everybody lie down, fell asleep. Bilal radiallahu anhu sat down facing the east. And he was leaning to his camel. Now while leaning, he also dozed off because he was tired as well. Now everybody was sleeping, the whole caravan. And the, uh, the, the, the dawn of, you know, the stroke of dawn took place. And Fajr time, one and a half, two hours went. The sun rose. And after that, suddenly one of the Sahaba, due to the heat of the sun, woke up and said, Oh no, Fajr gone. And he said, Rasulullah, Rasulullah was also sleeping. Now, they wouldn't wake Rasulullah sallallahu up. It was against the adab of Rasulullah to wake him up, shake him, that Rasulullah get up. So Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu anhu stood at a distance and he started giving us an Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. And Rasulullah sallallahu heard and he woke up. And then he called Bilal, Bilal, aynu ma khulda? Where is what you said? You said you're going to wake us up. He said, Rasulullah, sorry, yakhada binafsi, alladhi yakhada binafsik. That... Allah took your soul away and Allah took my soul away as well. I also fell asleep. <laughs> so Prophet said, no problem. This is a place where shaitan came and shaitan, you know, patted us to sleep. We'll move on. We'll pray our namaz after a while. So they uh, started their journey, moved, traveled for a bit and then they descended and Rasulullah performed wuzu. Bilal called the azan and the hadith says he prayed his two sunnats and then he led the Fajr Farz Salah. He was on a journey, he prayed his Sunnat, and then he led the Farz Salah. So, even 
on journeys, we should not leave our sunnats. And especially over here, I was mentioning that one condition is when you are on an airport or train station or bus station and you maybe leave your sunnah. And the other condition is you are staying at some place for a few days. Like I come to Canada. I'm staying at Ashraf Bai's house for four days. I'm a musafir. But I go to the masjid for my namaz. Why should I leave my sunnah? I'm not in a rush. So, you know, you should hold on to the sunnah. And over here, we have come to learn the sunnah of the Prophet why do we go to Mina? Going to Mina is not for us. Only Arafat is for us. But going to Mina is Sunnah. It's like four rakat Zohar is for us. But before that four rakat Sunnah. So Arafat is for us. But Mina is Sunnah. So we go to Mina because it's Sunnah. To learn the Sunnah of the Prophet Now we are going there and we are telling people don't pray Sunnah, don't pray Sunnah. How stupid is this? So don't miss your Sunnah. Take the lesson that we have to pray Sunnah. Not only sunnat muakkada pray your sunnat ghair muakkada as well. And not only sunnat ghair muakkada pray your nawafil as well. Pray tahajjud, pray chash, pray ishraq, pray awabin, salatul tasbih, as many nafils as you can. You got the time, you're sitting there, you're doing nothing. Rather than chit chat, talking, 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 talking. Why don't you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, you have to pray your sunnat and bring yourself closer to the sunnat and to Rasulullah sallallahu and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, bhai? Not recommended. Not recommended. I wouldn't say it's haram or makruh or things like that. I would say it's not good. It's not good. If you inadvertently, if your head turns around like that, you look at it, no problem. You won't harm your tawab. Or sometimes you have to look around your shoulders as well because there's pushing and shoving. So you look over your shoulder like this, that's going to show you. pushing and you give way to them. That's okay. So what I'm talking about is deliberate staring at Kaaba Sharif. Okay? Deliberate staring at Kaaba Sharif is no good. Okay? But sometimes you here and there, you're looking down, but here and there inadvertently your head turns around, there's no harm in there. Okay? Huh? No, that's not during Tawaf, that's after the Tawaf. During Tawaf, you can't go in Hatim. I know, I know, I know. But you said you have to repeat. If you went, no, no. If you went inside the Hatim during Tawaf, let me repeat. Huh? No, if you are still there, you have to repeat that round. If you are finished and you came here, you remember after two, three days, you have to do the whole Tawaf again. Okay. While you are there, you repeat the round. That should be enough. But otherwise, if you you don't want to do it after a few days, you have to repeat the whole tawaf. Yes. Is it more virtuous to tawaf or nafil Yes. Thank you very much. Is it more virtuous to do tawaf or do nafil salat? You know, salat you can pray in Toronto as well, but tawaf you can't do in Toronto. Tawaf is only here, so it's more virtuous to do tawaf while you are here. It is more sawab. For every step you take in tawaf, you get one hasana and one uh, sayyi'ah is uh, erased from your book of bad deeds. For every step you take during tawaf. So why miss out on that reward? Extremely high reward of tawaf. So ta- 120 rahmats like brother asked, descending upon Kaaba every day. 60 are for tawaf and 40 are for namaz and 20 are for just looking at Kaaba Sharif. Sitting there doing nothing, just looking at Kaaba Sharif. Okay? Yes, my friend. The question was, if you started your tawaf downstairs, for example, like right next to the Kaaba and it gets too busy, and you decide to move upstairs, 
Okay, then you must finish your round at uh, Hajar Yaswat and then go upstairs and start the next round from Hajar Yaswat. You can't go during the tawaf just up there. Otherwise you will be turning your back, facing, moving here and there. So your, your round will be mixed up. Oh, it will be mixed up. Haji. What type of mistake was it? Major mistake, minor mistake? By what mistake? Yeah, if he makes major mistake and tawaf becomes invalid, okay, then he'll have to repeat only tawaf, not the umrah. Okay? But if it's minor mistake, something like looking at here and there, or maybe missing istilam or something like that, you don't have to repeat the tawaf. Okay? D. How would you compare with In terms of? Reward. Okay. Only tawaf can be done nafil, not sa'i. Sa'i is only wajib. Okay, if sa'i is not, if you are not in umrah or in hajj, then there is no point in doing sa'i. Okay? I mentioned yesterday, Shweb, I reminded me. Many years before, when I came for hajj, after about, you know, we stayed here for about two weeks after hajj as well. So I used to go to Masjid Aisha and do umrah every day. So, I was doing Umrah and doing Sa'i in Ihram. And there was one chacha who was doing Sa'i in plain clothes. So I thought to myself, what Sa'i is this? You know, he's not in Ihram, he's not doing Umrah. And Hajj has gone ten days ago, so he's done his Hajj Sa'i. So, so I asked him, chacha, ye Sa'i kya kar rahe ho Ihram mein to hai nahi, aapne Umrah ke Ihram to bandha nahi hai. To chacha goes, oh, hum ghar ja rahe hai, tawafe vidha ki hai, to Sa'i bhi vidha ki kar rahe hai. We're going home now, we've done tawaf and vidah, so we're doing sa'i vidah as well. I said, Chacha, vidah ka sirf tawaf hai, sa'i nahi hai. Hacha, wo pichya aur, ay, buddhi hai, ye isne mujhe majboor karke khelsi ka, chal yaan, nikal yaan se, abhi kabhi chal yaan se. Ye buddhi mujhe khelsi karke liya hai, sa'i karne ke liya. Mene na bola, phir bhi khelsi ke liya hai mujhe. Wo buddha wahin se baga. Wo maza hake hai, usko ke maulvi ne acha masla bata diya. To ye sa'i joh hai, nafli nahi hai. Uska koi nafli sawaab nahi, nafli sawaab tawaf ka hai. اب ہسبن کو بیوی کی بات تھوڑی ماننا ہے بیوی کو ہسبن کی بات ماننا ہے یہ تو الٹا ہو گیا یہ آپ کی کتاب کا مسئلہ ہے You know, in Ihram, if, you, if your hair fall or mistakenly you take the hair off, give sadqa. You know, at the end of your hajj, give as much sadqa as it's in your capacity. 15, 20, 50, 100 riyals for any mistakes that occurred. We'll cover everything up, inshallah. Dhanu Shari Pahal. Tawaf. No, no, no. Tawaf is nafil. There is no obligation for nafil. You can do as many as you want, no problem. But at the moment, do your tawaf, but one, two days before you go for hajj, you know, rest. Preserve your energy. You will need that energy for Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifah. You've got a lot of walking to do. So you don't want to tire yourself out before you go to Mina, Arafat. You're here for your first hajj. You should you prepare yourself for that. So you can do today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, relax a little bit. 
and Friday as well, because Friday you got a hard day, you have to go for Jumma as well, and then Friday night you have to have your Ihram, and after Isha you'll be going to Mina Arafat. So take it easy on Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do as much as you can, but on Thursday, Friday, relax and rest a little bit. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu wa la ilaha illa nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk, Allahumma laka alhamdu wa laka shukru. اللهم لا نفسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسي اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك حجا مبرورا اللهم إنا نسألك حجا مبرورا اللهم إنا نسألك حجا مبرورا وسعيا مشكورا وذنبا مغفورا وتجارة لن تبور يا عالم ما في الصدور أخرجنا من الظلمات إلى النور ربنا أرنا مناسكنا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا يسر ولا تعسر وتمم بالخير وبك نستعين ربنا يسر ولا تعسر وتمم بالخير وبك نستعين اللهم إن هذا البيت بيتك والحرم حرمك والأمن أمنك وهذا مقام العائد بك من النار فحرم لحومنا وبشرتنا على النار يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم یا رحم الرحمین محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے ہم سب کی مغفرت فرما دیجئے ہم پر رحم کر دیجئے کرم کر دیجئے معاف کر دیجئے پوری امت کی بخشیش فرما دیجئے پوری امت کی مغفرت فرما دیجئے جن دوست احباب نے ہمیں دعا کرنے کے لئے کہا تھا لکھا تھا چاہتے تھے جن کا ہم پر حق ہے کہ دعا کریں ان سب کی مغفرت فرما دیجئے ان سب کی نیک مقاصد میں کامیابی عطا فرمائیے ہمیں آپ کے سامنے رونے دھونے گر گرانے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے آپ کو راضی اور خوش کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے خوب دعائیں مانگنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے اچھی اچھی دعائیں مانگنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے یا اللہ ابھی حج کے کچھ دن ہمارے باقی ہیں ان کو وصول کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے حرم شریف میں جا کر خوب طواف کرنے اور نمازیں پڑھنے نفلیں پڑھنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے اور یا اللہ ہماری ٹوٹی پوٹی نفلی عبادتیں قبول بھی فرمائیے یا اللہ ہمارا حج ہمارے لیے آسان فرمائیے اللہ ہمارا حج ہمارے لیے ایزی فرمائیے حج حج آسان فرمائیے حج مبرور نصیب فرمائیے حج مقبول نصیب فرمائیے حج کے مناسق ہم سب کے لیے آسان فرمائیے حج میں کسی قسم کے ڈیفیکٹ مسٹیک شارٹ کمنگز غلطی وغیرہ سے حفاظت فرمائیے یا اللہ عافیت کے ساتھ سنت کے مطابق اور صحیح طریقے پر پورا حج ادا کرنے کی توفیق ادا فرمائیے یا اللہ جتنے بھی حجاج کرام دنیا بھر سے حج میں تشریف لائے ہیں سب کا حج آسان فرمائیے اور سب کا حج قبول فرمائیے بہت گرمی ہے بہت سے بچارے تکلیف میں بھی ہوں گے سب کی مدد فرمائیے سب کی حفاظت فرمائیے اور سب کا حج آسان فرمائیے حج کو انسیڈنٹ فری بنائیے کسی قسم کے حادثے سے حفاظت فرمائیے اللہ اموات سے بچائیے بیماریوں سے بچائیے حوادث سے بچائیے عافیت کے ساتھ سہولت کے ساتھ برکت کے ساتھ حج مقبول مبرور نصیب فرمائیے ہماری ٹوٹی پھوٹی دعائیں سن لیجئے پورے سفر میں جتنی دعائیں مانگی وہ سب قبول فرمائیے آگے بھی جو دن باقی ہیں ان میں خوب دعائیں مانگنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے مدینہ شریف کا سفر بھی آسان فرمائیے عشق الہی اور عشق رسول کی دولت عطا فرمائیے رسول اللہ کی توجہات اور دعائیں اور برکات نصیب فرمائیے اور عافیت کے ساتھ سلامتی کے ساتھ غنیمت کے ساتھ برکتوں اور رحمتوں کے ساتھ مغفرت اور بخشیش کے ساتھ ہم سب کو اپنے اپنے گھروں تک واپسی نصیب فرمائیے
ہماری ٹوٹی پھوٹی دعائیں سن لیجئے شرکائے دعا میں سے جس کے دل میں جو جائز مقصد نے ایک تمنا ہے تمام جائز مقاصد میں کامیابی عطا فرمائیے ربنا تقبل منا انکا اندر سمیع العلیم و تب علینا انکا اندر تواب الرحیم و صلی اللہ و سلیم علی سیدنا محمد و علی و صحابی جمعین Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it.